Welcome to the Podcast School Podcast, the podcast about making podcasts. I'm your host, Chris Ng. Hi, Con Clickachock here. Um, first, the question is, why do you suck so bad? <laughs> no, just kidding. You're great. Um, secondly, two things. Second, two things. Um, firstly, the first episode should have been now this is podcasting and episode 2.75 should have been called Grid Good. That's all. Hey, everybody. It's been a minute. Um, you know, I got really sick. In fact, I'm still sick. You can probably hear it in my voice. Uh, so I haven't been able to do any new episodes for this show, but we're back and we're going to talk about uh, microphones today. The number one question that I always get tends to be about gear. So I thought might as well tackle it head on. But before we get into that, I want to talk about Anchor a little bit. Um, you know, I've been using this app to produce this podcast, never used it before. So I'm trying it out and learning along with you so that if you want to use it to produce your podcast, you can figure out its viability. So before the previous two episodes were made using the phone app, this one, you may notice there's a difference in sound quality because I'm actually recording this on my usual podcasting rig on my desktop computer. And then I'm going to upload it using the Anchor desktop interface, um, which I think is pretty cool because you don't have to download anything. It's literally the exact same functionality as the app. Um, all you have to do is drag your audio and hit upload. You can still do the inserts of previous clips or your voice messages and or their, their pre-made transitions. The only thing you really can't do with the Anchor app is record straight into it when you're on the desktop. So you need another audio tool like Audacity just to get the audio down. So um, <clears throat> I guess in the next episode, I'll tell you how well that worked out, considering I haven't done it yet. Speaking of voice messages... Uh, we got our first voice message. In fact, you heard it at the beginning uh, before this segment. It was from my brother, Matt, who uh, plays Con Click Kachak on my actual play podcast, Silhouette Zero. Thanks, Matt. That was really funny. Uh, and, you know, inserting it was super easy. So all he did was download the app and he sent in that message. And then um, I have a button on my side that says messages. And you click on it and you click insert and then boop, there it goes right into the podcast without any um, fuss or muss or effort. Now, the only other functionality Anchor apparently has, which I have not tried yet, which I would like to. So if you're interested in this, let me know. Um, apparently, you can just call each other on the Anchor app using your phones, and then it'll record both ends of the interview. That sounds pretty cool and like it could be a good solution for some people. So if you are interested in that, just talking to me, even about anything, if you have a podcast you want to promote, if you don't have a podcast, you just want to ask me questions, let me know. Tweet me at IngDaydreams, send me an email, podcast at gmail.com, or send me a message on the Anchor app, and we can have a brief conversation, and then we'll upload it to the show, and we'll talk about how well that's working for everybody. The last thing I want to talk about with Anchor real quick is the platform um, uploading process. So... There's a button that says submit anchor podcast to all the major platforms. So I push that button. The first time I actually got rejected. 
Um, and it was apparently from some sort of copyright violation. Now, the only thing I could think of was the show used to have the image that was linked to this to the G uh to the Google account I used to create Anchor, which is of course the Still Zero podcast account. Um, and that had the same icon that I use for the Still Zero podcast that I upload through my usual feed on Podbean. So my assumption, I think, was that because the images were the same, it got picked up by some sort of auto filter saying this is plagiarized, this is copyrighted, and it wasn't uh, going to work. So I quickly made a new icon. I took a selfie. I put on a filter. I added some text. And then I, I resubmitted it. <clears throat> and then that seemed to have fixed the problem. So that went through to most of the platforms. Um, in case you're wondering what platforms it went through, it says right here. Um, well, you can always listen to it on Anchor itself, but it was also uploaded to Breaker, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Spotify. Now, the one major thing that you may have noticed that I noticed right away is that it is not available on Apple Podcasts right now. And I'm not sure why, because I think it was supposed to automatically do that. So I'm going to follow up on that, figure out if there's a different procedure I need to follow, or maybe it's possible that Apple Podcasts just takes longer. Um, it's important to get onto Apple Podcasts. Most people use it. I would say I think about 50% of listeners use it as a platform. So if you're not on it, you're losing out on a large audience. So that's my anchor updates. So let's talk about microphones. Let me preface this by saying that your gear is not going to determine the quality of your podcast. When you're thinking about gear, what you want to be thinking about is how can I make the sound good enough? Um, and by good enough, I mean that most people, when they listen to it, are going to go, yeah, the sound quality is good, or they're not going to comment on the sound quality at all, which means that they weren't thinking about it because it wasn't bad. The main thing you want to think about is that most of the time when you are uh, outputting your final file, it's going to be an MP3 format because it's the smallest and size matters a lot to people, you know, on their data or their internal storage. So you need to be usually outputting an MP3 which means that the sound quality has a ceiling to it. Um, <clears throat> so spending a lot of money on capturing really good quality sound that's never going to be heard because you have to compress down to an MP3 just doesn't make sense. The other thing I like to think about, um, which I heard from a professional studio mixer told me one time, he said, sometimes there's, there's a point where you're just driving yourself crazy because most of the time people are listening to things through... Uh, earbuds while they're at the gym or walking around or driving in their car or something. Nobody's usually listening to things in ideal audio circumstances using the best possible headphones. So um, again, the quality is going to be limited on that output. Mostly you just want to be able to be understood and to not be distracting. So that said, a lot of people will drive themselves crazy thinking about gear, and they will also use it as the excuse to not start because they say, oh, I can't afford a $300 microphone or whatever. So mostly I'm going to focus on uh, the basics and the cheapest way to get started. So when you're talking about microphones, there's basically three types of interfaces that the microphone has to get into the computer. Uh, the standard and most obvious is the 3.5 millimeter 
jack. So that's that little tiny headphone jack one that is available on most computers. Um, if it's on a PC, it will have a separate port. Some laptops integrate them into the same uh, port. So like I know MacBooks and those have, um, they use the same port for both things, which is can be problematic, but we'll talk about that later. The 3.5 millimeter jack in general is not the best type of microphone to use. The quality on them are just only okay. Um, that said, I've never tried a high-end 3.5 millimeter jack microphone, but the ones that I have used just were not um, great in terms of the sound quality. Um, so I tried things initially like using the uh, the microphone on the Apple earbuds because I thought, well, if it's good enough for my phone. Why can't it be good enough for recording? And that was not good at all. That was very muffled, very um, murky. And then I tried a variety of gaming microphones that I already had, like headsets. Those don't work well either because, again, the, the objective there is not to record good sound. It's just to communicate during the game. And so the sound quality doesn't have to be that high. Are there probably expensive gaming microphones that might work for what you're doing? possible i don't necessarily love it um just because it's going to interfere with your microphone discipline a little bit um and i just don't think that's what they're designed to do that said i don't know for sure if you maybe look into certain streamers um and see what kind they use and if you like the sound quality they're producing go ahead and use that but um in general i try to stay away from a 3.5 millimeter the exception to that would be if you're using the ones for your phone. Um, so there's one type of microphone you could use, which is called a lav mic or a lavalier mic. And it's a little uh, lapel mic that clips onto your shirt and is it's omnidirectional. So it picks up most of the things that you're talking about. Those work pretty good. Um, if you want an example of that in, in action, the early episodes of the God's Fall podcast were all recorded on lav mics. And you can hear it a little bit echoey, but in general, unless you're really listening for it, it, it sounds pretty good. You could also use a shotgun mic. That's for uh, videography most of the time. So it's the type of microphone you attach to a camera um, and you use that for uh, pointing it at the actors as they're you know doing their lines. Um, I've used it a few times for video projects. I like the quality that you get out of it. In fact, I have a shotgun mic. Uh, let me look at it real quick. It is a, oh, it's a Rode. And it's a tiny little guy. And the Rode was about 60 bucks. And I like the sound quality on that. So um, I think a future episode, I will use the Rode to record on the phone just so you can hear what that sounds like. So those are the, the 3.5 millimeters I would consider. Lav mics, yeah. Shotgun mic, sure. Um, headset mics, not unless they're super high quality and you vetted them through a streamer. Uh, the cheapo $10 mics you get at the drugstore, I would avoid them. The second and most common type is the USB microphone. So it's literally a microphone that plugs into the USB port of your computer. Those have pretty good sound quality. They run from cheap mics to super expensive professional mics. Um, you know, I got a DM on Twitter the other day from one of the people of my Silhouette Zero community, Flovio. He told me that Amazon Basics is now producing a $35 
USB microphone that has comparable sound quality to the Blue Snowball. Now, the Blue Snowball is kind of the traditional getting started your first podcast microphone. It runs about 50 bucks. Sound quality on it's pretty good. Um, in fact, I know a lot of podcasters that have been doing it a long time, but that's all they use. And it's not really a, not a noticeable decline in sound quality. The I saw a YouTube review of the Amazon Basics one, and it's pretty good, um, especially for 35 bucks. So if you're looking for a, a low-cost entry to get um, usable sound quality, I would consider it. Uh, the reviewer said you would probably also need a pop filter. So, you know, you're looking at maybe... 40 45 dollars by the time you're done getting everything but um i think that's a good option there are also um the other major popular usb microphone is the uh, blue yeti it's it's a really pretty microphone um it looks cool it's a little expensive it runs between about 115 to 130 dollars depending on the color and honestly the time of year that it is the price seems to fluctuate a bit um, I did a lot of my, in fact, I did the first few first season of my podcast on a Blue Yeti. It's got really good sound quality. The only complaints I have about it are um, it's a little bit too sensitive. So if you're recording in an area with a lot of background noise, it's going to pick it up. Um, and then I feel like the high end of the sound on the Yeti is a little bit more noticeable. So you hear like a type noise a lot more sharply than you would on say like the microphone that i'm using right now but overall um it's got a good rep for a pretty good reason i think it tends to be a little bit overpriced for what it does um i think the only thing that it does really well is um that it has a couple of different directional settings so um you know if you really want to play around with those directional settings you, you know there's a podcast mode for when you're just talking into it there's an interview mode and an omnidirectional mode and then like a music mode. And, you know, those modes are good, especially if you don't want to get into a lot of uh, sound design or sound engineering. So, uh, you know, I would consider it, but um, there are different options. Um, there's another microphone that I see recommended all the time, although I've never tried it, called the Audio-Technica AT2020. Um, again, I have no personal experience with it, but... Uh, apparently it's supposed to be really good. Um, and I'm I'm just kind of looking at the things right now. One thing that. Okay, so one thing that I'm seeing here is that um, it does have. An Apple lightning connection availability, or you can also use straight USB. So, you know, if you want to record directly into a phone or your iPad, that's that's a pretty interesting prospect. One thing that the. Yeti does have um, that I like. It does have a monitoring mode. So monitoring mode means you plug your headphones into the microphone and then you can listen to yourself while you're talking. Um, and then you can also hear anything else you need to hear. So, for example, when I record my podcast with my brother, I need to be able to hear him. Um, so I hear him through my headphones, but I also can hear myself just a little bit. I don't turn up that feedback super high, but I like to hear it just a little bit. And it's kind of a weird sensation, but you get used to it. It's just useful because you'll realize when you're making mistakes like uh, talking too close or breathing into the mic, or if you're talking too far away, um, mistakes you wouldn't otherwise catch until you were back in the editing bay. 
So that way you can redo lines or, or say things again or just move where you're sitting as needed. Now, <clears throat> up to this point, we've really only talked about um, how to get your microphone into your computer, but we haven't really talked about setups. And, and there's a really important reason why. Ironically, even though um, it would seem like doing a podcast with people in the same room would be easier on some ways, it's actually a lot more expensive to get set up. And that's because everybody needs their own microphone. When you're recording someone on, say, over the internet or on a different computer, basically, each computer is recording and serving as its own uh, track processor. So you're recording that track on the computer and you, you put all the files together and then you can edit as you want to. However, if you're doing something in person, you can't use, uh, say, just USB microphones because computers cannot understand multiple um, USB microphones plugged into the computer and then put each microphone on a separate track. You need something called an audio interface to do that. So the audio interface can um, have multiple tracks depending on how many plugs it has. So they come in, well, a simple one track. You can have two, four, eight, uh, up to 16, 32, really expensive interfaces. But if you're going to start messing around with doing a lot of in-person recording, you're going to have to get one of those if you want a lot of control. Now, I mentioned before that the Blue Yeti has an omnidirectional mode. So you could theoretically just take the Blue Yeti, stick it in the center of the table, flip it onto omnidirectional mode, and be able to record everyone sitting at a table, and you'd be able to hear them fine. Uh, the problem with that is that you lose some control. So for example, if I'm talking and someone else is coughing at the same time, I can't do anything about that cough. If everyone's on their own audio track, I can delete the cough from that track, but I can't delete the cough when it's only one track because I'd also be deleting what I was saying at the same time. Also, if someone's kind of talking quietly versus someone talking much louder, it's, it's almost impossible to level out the volume on that. So you're losing a lot of control when you do that, although you're saving costs. And this is, again, why it's really, really important to understand your why. If you're just doing a podcast to be creative and self-expressive or just to have fun with your friends, then setting up the microphone in the middle of the table is completely fine. But if you want to go for a more professional sound or have professional aspirations, you're going to need the better gear. So let me run this down real quick. Um, the interfaces use something called an XLR uh, connector. So the XLR is like a three-prong thick um, cable. It's the same type that's used like on a stage microphone. The benefit to this is that XLR microphones, you can actually get really high quality ones for very cheap. Uh, the issue is then the interface itself adds to the cost. So for example, the microphone I'm recording on right now is a XLVM. BM800 that I got on a Prime Day sale for $13. I love the sound quality on it, and it was only $13. The issue was it's not a USB-powered microphone, it's XLR, so I needed to buy an interface. So I bought an $80 Shure MVI audio interface, and it's only got one input. Now that works for me for a couple of reasons, because I only ever have one person talking at a time, and um, I didn't need to spend quite as much money on such an expensive interface. I liked it, though, because it has a 
podcasting button essentially you push and um, it mixes the sound really, really well for what I want to do with it. So that particular piece of equipment worked well for me. You can go cheaper. There are uh, single XLR interfaces for like $30. You can get uh, a two uh, a two channel interface for like $60. The common brands I think is like Behringer, B-E-H-R-I-N-G-E-R. That one uh, tends to have some high, um, decent quality, but low cost interface brands. In fact, <clears throat> Behringer has a podcast studio box for about a hundred bucks. It gives you, I think it's a four channel interface, one microphone and a mixer, um, all for the price of a hundred bucks. I think that's pretty good if you're getting started and you know, for a fact, you're going to need multiple microphones. That way, um, you can save a little money on the front end, invest on a couple more microphones and maybe get out for, you know, around 200 or less than 200 bucks to set up. You could also use XLR if you're going to record solo like I am right now. I, I like that I got the XLR interface because if I choose or feel the need to upgrade this microphone in the future, I won't have to buy a new interface. I'll just have to upgrade the mic, swap out the cord, and away I go. So again, all of this depends on your needs. Are you doing a lot of in-person interviews? Are you doing um, <clears throat> you know, an, an actual play role-playing game with friends at your physical table? Are you recording over the internet? Are you doing an audio drama where actors are going to record their lines individually so you really only need one microphone at a time or maybe two if you want them to play off of each other, that sort of thing. So really understanding your needs is going to help you understand uh, what kind of gear and how much money you need to spend on it. In general, if you're starting out, you shouldn't need to spend more than about two to $250. That's it. If you're spending more than that, I would suggest that maybe you're spending more than you need to for starting out. Now, if you have the money, go ahead and, you know, live life, do you. But um, most of us, I think, when we're thinking about it, we're a little apprehensive because we're, we're wondering, well, you know, I'd love to do this, but I don't know how much, much money I need to spend into it. So that's what I would say. So quick review, you've got 3.5 millimeter. <clears throat> yeah, I really apologize for all the throat clearing. I really hate it, but I wanted to do this episode and I'm, I'm realizing maybe my throat wasn't in the shape to do it. So microphones, 3.5 millimeter, uh, lavalier mics, fine. Um, test out some handhelds if you want. Headsets, only if they're really good streaming quality um, and avoid all other 3.5 millimeter ones, except maybe a shotgun mic. Uh, USB microphones are generally good. You can get a cheap functional one from Amazon Basics for about 35 bucks. You get the high-end one, like the Blue Yeti, for about 120. XLR audio interfaces, you can get microphones that are solid quality between, you know, $20 to $40. Interfaces cost between $30 and $100. So depending on how much money you have, how much you want to spend, and your needs for your recording space, you can uh, purchase accordingly. Now, what about the rest? Like pop filters, windscreens, all that stuff? Well, we'll talk about those another day. But for now, that's um, the microphone basics. Do you have other questions about microphones? Please let me know and I will do my best to answer them for you. You can tweet me at ingdaydreams or uh, same for Instagram. You can send me a DM. You can email me at sillzeropodcast at gmail.com or please, please, please try out the Anchor app um, voice message. Just leave me a message. I'll play it on the show and I will answer your question as best I can. I am more than happy to do the research. Um, 
for you if you're a little bit lost. I know Googling this stuff can be a little bit overwhelming and I've had a little bit more experience um, sifting through it. So I'm more than happy to pass that along for you. Uh, that's it for today. In the meantime, uh, keep on potting.